Joshua chapter 2, I'm going to read verses 12 through 21. And I'm going to pre preach a message today that's really been on my heart. This past Wednesday, I spoke about some prayers, some bold prayers. Some even call them crazy prayers that we need to be praying over our lost loved ones and family. And that's been on my heart. Family has been on my heart. Family unit is under attack. And we need to be praying like we've never prayed. And I want to read a, a story from the Bible and expound on that just a little bit today and preach about the family. And then at the altar, I feel led for us to pray for our families today. Joshua 2 verse 12 says, Now therefore I beg you, Swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token. Spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. So the men answered her, Our lives for yours. And if none of you tell this business of ours, and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with you. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall. And she said to them, Get to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you. Hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterward, you may go your way. So the men said to her, We will be blameless of this oath of yours which you have made us swear. Unless we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household to your own home. So it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head and we will be guiltless. And whoever is with you in the house... His blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him. And if you tell this business of ours, then we will be free from your oath which you made us swear. Then she said, according to your word, so be it. And she sent them away and they departed and she bound the scarlet cord in the window. I need you to understand today, again, the family is under attack today, I believe, like never before. But understand today, the, the greatest threat to our homes and our families is not the government. It's not Hollywood. It's not Washington, D.C. The greatest danger to our family and to our homes is what goes on in our homes. See, Hollywood can't invade my house unless I invite it in. Filth and pornography cannot invade my house unless I welcome it in. Alcohol and drug addiction cannot enter my house unless I allow it and welcome it in. Games and books about immoral things cannot come into my home unless they are allowed to come in. And the greatest danger to our families and our homes is what we allow to come into our homes. This story in Joshua 2 is a very powerful story about family. Somebody say family. 
And today, again, there is an all-out attack from the enemy against the family unit. God ordained the family. God wants families together. Come on, somebody. But the enemy wants the family divided and split apart and splintered. And come on. God is for us, not against us. It's the enemy. Many people say and believe that it's impossible to raise kids today to be Christians. I've heard young couples say today, I don't know if I want to have children because I don't want to have to raise them up in this generation and times we're living in. I don't believe we should have to fear that. Come on. I still believe we can raise up children in good, godly Christian homes that can grow up and serve God and love God, be saved, born again, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on. It can be done because our kids are worth the fight today this story that I read takes place in a city called Jericho and there's you know this story you've heard about Jericho they built this city with walls around it so thick that chariots would race around on top for entertainment It was a fortified city, but God said the children of Israel would take possession of it. It would be theirs. It would be their blessing. And he said he, and so Joshua sent in two spies to check out the city. Now, they tried to be secretive. They tried to go unnoticed, but somebody saw them, and somebody went to the king and said, there's some strangers in our town, and they said they had slipped in to the home or to the house of a lady, a harlot by the name of Rahab. So the story says that soldiers went to Rahab's house in order to capture the spies that had been sent, but when they got there, the Bible said that Rahab had hid these men under her roof with stalks of flax. The material that they used to cover the roof, she had covered them and hid them, and when the soldiers searched for their house, they could not find the two spies. Now Rahab made up a story when they got there and said, yes, the spies were here, but they left. They went out the gate of the city, but if you hurry up and run, you can catch them. So the soldiers leave Rahab's house. They take off in a hurry to get the two spies. But the two spies were still in her house, hid. The two spies begin to ask her to help them escape. So they go to the window and she begins to let them down with a scarlet cord. Scarlet simply means bright red. A bright red cord. She began to let them out through the window, let them down. But before she did, she asked them for one thing. Somebody say one thing. She could have asked them for a lot of things at that moment. She could have asked them for silver and gold and, and, and money and riches. She could have asked them for a lot of land because remember, these soldiers were about to inhabit that promised land, Jericho. They were about to invade it and take it over. God says, it is yours and everything in it. So she could have said, hey, when you come in and take possession, we want cattle, we want riches, we want fame. I want a title. I want a prestigious position. But we're not told she asked for that. The Bible said she asked for one thing and that one thing church was. She says, I want my family to be saved. Praise God. 
More than I want a house. More than I want land. More than I want money. More than I want titles and positions and fame. I want my family to be safe. And that's the attitude and desire and determination that you and I need and moms and dads and grandparents and leaders need to have today more than anything else. We want our church family saved. We want our family saved. We want our loved ones to be saved. Amen. So Rahab would take a scarlet cord. I give each of you a piece of a scarlet cord as you come in today. If you did not get one, maybe there's extra on your way out if you'd like a token to take home. But I wanted you to have this to take home as a reminder of this message today. The Bible says she took that scarlet cord or that rope and she hung it out the window and they would climb down with it. And once they got down, they told her to leave it in the window. In fact, they told her to bind it in the window, the window, and to, and to get your family in the house and everybody who stays in the house will be saved. Oh, that ought to preach right there. You need to get your children in the house of the Lord. You need to get your family in the house of the Lord. There's salvation in the house. Amen. We ought to... We ought to claim that right now over our families. And we ought to say it. All of my family will be saved. All of my kids will be saved. All of my grandkids shall be saved. Let me tell you just a couple of things this morning about this story. Watch this about Rahab. No matter what your past is, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, your family can be saved today. Understand, Rahab was a harlot. Rahab was a prostitute. And God didn't say, I can't save your family because you got too much baggage and you've been in sin and you've done. That's why he came, praise God. That's why he bled and bled. Come on, too many. You, he didn't say you got too many problems and, and you've got too much sin and, and you've got too much past. No, he said, come on in to the family. I, I died for you. I gave my life for you. I know you've got a past. I know you've got baggage. I know you've messed up. I know you've made mistakes. I know you've been living in sin. But if you'll just grab hold of the scarlet cord that represents the blood of Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter about your past. It doesn't matter about your background. It doesn't matter about what they've called you. It doesn't matter if you've messed up multiple times. I can still forgive you. I can still redeem you. I can still save your children. I can still bless your family. Praise God. Some of you in this room and some of you watching me right now are dealing and eat up with guilt and the shame of your past and you're saying I'm reaping what I'm sowing. It's payback for the life that I've lived and my children are going through it now and my children's children are gonna suffer. Hear me today, that's not what the word of God says. It says if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your savior, that the blood of Jesus has cleansed you and you are a new creation. 
in Jesus Christ. Your past has been gone and you are in the family of God. Hallelujah. If anybody has been redeemed, if anybody's experienced that, I wish somebody would give him praise today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God honored her cry and desire even with her horrible background and would save her family. Listen to me today. The blood of Jesus is stronger than anything in your past today. The blood of Jesus is stronger than sin. It's stronger than that addiction. It's stronger than that temptation. It's stronger than that guilt. The devil would like to try to reach into your past and condemn you and say your kids won't ever be saved, but he can't. You're a new creation in Christ. You're covered by the blood of Jesus. Your past is covered by the blood, and it can't curse your children. Maybe, maybe your dad was an alcoholic. Your kids don't have to be. Maybe you had a problem. It doesn't mean that your kids automatically have to have it too because today the blood of Jesus can reach beyond your past and reach beyond your baggage and save and still set free. Praise God. So hear me today, no matter your past, no matter your baggage, God can still save you and your family. If you'll run to Him, if you'll give your life to Him. Then notice this this morning. In order for Rahab's family to be saved, she had to do something. Somebody say, do something. If she wanted to see her family saved, she had to act she couldn't just sit in the house. She couldn't just fold her arms and say, no, no, you do it. She had to do something. The spies told her, you take the scarlet cord, which is symbolic of the blood of Jesus. You take the scarlet cord and you bind it in the window. He didn't say get your pastor to do it for you. He didn't say to get your Sunday school teacher. He didn't say to get your youth pastor to do it for you. He said, no, you do it. If you want your family saved, you've got to get involved here. You've got to do something. You've got to take the scarlet cord and you've got to bind it in the window. Look at your neighbor and tell neighbor, you got to do something. You got to act today. And I want you to hear me today. Every time you pray, every time you call out your family's names, you bind that scarlet cord. You bind it You bind it in the name of Jesus. Every time you fast for them, every time you get a burden for them, mom, bind that scarlet cord through prayer. When you fast, believe God for you. When you pray, you're doing something. When you fast, you're doing something. Make sure that scarlet cord is there. The blood of Jesus has been applied. Rahab knew that if the scarlet cord was bound in the window, they would be safe. And I'm sure the last thing she did before she laid down at night and went to bed was to look in that window and make sure that scarlet cord was still bound in that window. It meant that much to her. I'm sure the first thing she did when she got up in the morning was to see, is that scarlet cord still bound in the window? 
In other words, have I got the blood of Jesus over my children? Have I pled the blood of Jesus over my family? Have I pled the blood of Jesus over my home today? Because without the blood, family, we cannot overcome. But with the blood, we're overcomers today. But if we have the blood, no matter what's going on outside, it does not have to come inside. If we've got the blood over us, we're safe. Come on, somebody. Mom and dad, you need to check it out. Make sure that the cord is there. Make sure the blood has been applied. Make sure you place the blood over them. Make sure every day you pray for them. Make sure every day you call them by name. Make sure you bind it. And the spies didn't say just lay that cord on the window. They didn't say just put a little piece of scotch tape and tape it in the window. They said you need to bind it in the window. What does the word bind mean? It means to fasten tightly. It means to secure. It even uses synonyms like chain it, handcuff it. You may need to nail some things down in your house. It's going to get quiet here for a moment. But if you want your family safe, you need to nail some things down in your house. Man of God, priest of the home. If the husband's not there, woman of God, do it. You may have to nail some things down, and you may need to tell your people in your house, Jesus is the only way to the Father. God's word is true, and there's only one. You may need to nail, so you, know, you may need to settle some things that's been a little gray, the gray area. You may need to tell, there is a hell. There is a, there's a day where the rapture is going to take place. There is a place, there is a such thing called the judgment. There is such a thing as the Antichrist. There is such a thing as sin. There is a God who loves and a God forgives. There is a God who will bless and will make a way. You need to nail some things down. And you need to declare to them and they need to hear it. They need to know it. And you need to say, as for me and my house, bless God, in this house we're going to serve the Lord. We are going to get up and go to church whether we feel like it or not. If you're in this house... Too many things have just been loosely put up. But the spy said, you need to bind that thing. Nail it down. Bind it. And then when the winds come and the winds of confusion and false doctrine comes, they won't be blown away from the truth. And that's what's happening too much today. It's not been bound in their lives. And when they go to school and they get to college and the winds of confusion and false doctrine begin to blow, they have nothing to stand on and they're just carried away and they believe this and they believe that. Who's going to be a parent or a leader, somebody that say, uh-uh, I'm going to bind this thing in my house. It may get uncomfortable. There may be, you may you scream at me. You may get mad at me. You may pout with me. But as for me and my house, we're going to bind some things and we're going to nail some things because your soul is more important than you being happy and pleased and getting your way. If you'll bind it in them, mom and dad, no boyfriend or girlfriend can take it away. No party can take it away. If you'll bind it in them, no college professor can sway them the wrong way. I've seen it too much. Talked to too many. 
Because when it gets bound in them, wherever they go, they can't get away from it. They can't shake it. It's the truth. That's why some in this room today and some watching me right now, you're under conviction at this moment. Because you've tried to run away from the truth. You've tried to do your own thing. You've tried to listen to false doctrines from other so-called preachers. You've tried the party lifestyle. You've tried living the high life. You've tried to drink it away. You've tried to reason it away. You've tried to explain it away. But there's something still gnawing on the inside of you. Gnawing at you. It's because there was a mom and there was a dad or there was a youth pastor or there was a, a teacher somebody in your life that took it serious and they that word in you at a young age. I've seen kids grow up and leave the home and the nest and they go, they go their own way and they may for a while but because somebody prayed for them and somebody did something and they pled the blood and they kept praying and they kept fasting and because somewhere back here they bound the truth in them. Somebody did. At some point they can't keep running but they come back, praise God. And I declare to somebody in this room and watching me right now you keep on praying mama you keep on praying daddy it may not happen today it may not happen next week but there will come a moment they'll come back in the name of Jesus the Bible says believe on the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved and what your house your house somebody shout my house my house. So if you want your household saved, you're going to have to do something. I can't do it for you. It's not Pastor Cor and Jessica's job to do it for you. It's not Miss Kim and Miss Karen's job to do it for us. Yes, we're going to help do everything we can to teach and put them in an environment and atmosphere. But I'm telling you, it begins and it's in the home. If you want your family saved, it's going to require some effort from you. It's going to require prayer and fasting and standing and binding the truth of God's Word. Now watch this. I'm getting ready to close. Come on, worship team. The scarlet thread, the rope, the cord... The two spies told her to bind. She had to do something, and she bound it. She fastened it securely in the window. Watch this. It gave access to what came in and out of that home. It, it, I, believe, I believe they knew if the scarlet thread is not seen, then... Here comes the enemy and the invader, invaders. They knew that if they didn't have that thing in the window, and when the army came in, if they didn't see that, they would come in and destroy that family. So the blood that had been applied, the, the scarlet cord, the scarlet, which represents the blood of Jesus that had been abound in the window, it gave access. No more coming in and out of that window. Things will not pass through this window again that used to. Do you hear me? 
And what I'm saying to you today, church, is, is that you have to guard the window in your homes. You've got to stand your ground today. The Bible says we're to train up the child in the way they should go, and when they grow old, they will not depart from That means we've got to guard the windows. It's going to get real quiet here. I may get some hate mail on this, but it's all right. <laughs> you need to guard the windows when they're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. If they're living in my house, I got access. Should have. If I'm paying the bill, especially. This is not mean preaching. Listen, I'm burdened for the families, I'm burdened for this generation. Somebody needs to tell it. Quit sugarcoating it. We're not here just to come together on Sundays and Wednesdays to hoot and holler and have a, a blessed time. We're not here to entertain. That's not the way we're going to grow and minister. It's time to preach the truth. It's time to bind the Word in them. We need to guard the windows when they're on Facebook, when they're posting pictures, when they're on their cell phones. When we're watching TV, we need to guard the windows with what games come into our home, books, what friends come over. The scarlet cord, which represents the blood of Jesus over the window of that home, guarded that house and said, uh-uh, the enemy can't come in. Watch this. The scarlet cord worked so good that the family, Rahab's family, was saved. Saved. Isn't that what we desire today? And what does the scarlet cord represent when you got the blood of Jesus over your home? Watch this. It works so good that it showed up over in Matthew chapter 1 as part of the genealogy of Jesus Christ Himself. Regardless of the background, why? Because she bound a scarlet cord in her window. She guarded the access to her home. And watch this. Rahab became the great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Who knows? What that child in your home will grow up to be and do one day. But you got to do something. Hear me today. My, my family is precious to me. I'm so thankful that the scarlet thread, the blood of Jesus can protect them, preserve them, keep them deliver them and we've got to pray we've got to plead the blood of Jesus over them every day I'm thankful to have a mom and dad who did that over me and I'm thankful to have them in church with me today but I'm only here today because I had somebody pleading the blood and praying over me and somebody that, that, that guarded the window of the home I lived in and didn't just allow anything to go And the older I get, the more thankful I am because I could be anywhere today. And some will say, well, my parents are mean and they don't let me do this. And they, No, they love you because they don't want to see you end up 
here, here, doing this. I'm thankful my parents did that. I'm thankful my wife's parents did that. And now today, and because of their example, we've tried our best to do that for our children. And I pray one day when my kids have kids, they'll do something too. They'll engage and they'll plead the blood. They'll guard the windows of their home. Hear me. No matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, your house can still be saved. It's not too late. It's not over. And it can happen because of the scarlet cord that represents the blood of Jesus. I am burdened today, church, and I am calling us, including myself, with a call of action because the body of Christ has got to act. We cannot sit idle anymore and wait on somebody else to do it. We can't be passive and we can't be lazy. We can't rely on the preacher and the youth pastor and the Sunday school teacher. We as moms and dads have got to bind, bind the truth and pray and fast.